Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, where today we're going to break down that big Illini win over Wisconsin that I told you guys all would happen, that Illinois was going to walk into Madison for Coach Bielema and get that win. But I had no idea it was going to be 34-10. to That was a big-time win for the University of Illinois football program. They haven't won in Wisconsin in many, many years. And this was Coach Bielma's homecoming. Not the first time he's played Wisconsin, but it is the first time he went back to uh, the place where he coached and won so many games, Rose Bowl and everything else. His first time being on the opposite sideline. So um, I'm sure he had different types of emotions, but he kept it very professional, kept it all about the University of Illinois and not about himself. Um, but this meant a lot to him. So we're going to break down and discuss that 34-10 to 10 win of the Illini over the Badgers. Talk about keys of the game. And then after Wisconsin lo- loses to Illinois, they up and fire Coach Paul Chris. And we're going to talk about was that the right move to make and talk about – have you seen the buyouts for these college football coaches that have been fired this year? It's been absolutely nuts. Don't even get us started on last year and the year before if you add on different coaches that get fired. But we're going to discuss all of that today. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to YouTube channel. Follow and rate on Apple and iTunes. Uh, follow me at Coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter. Um, check out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com to check out all the podcast blogs and everything there for everybody else. There's stuff there, not just sports related, something there for everybody. So go check all that out for me. 
thumbs up, all that stuff on the YouTube channel goes a long way. Um, follow me and rating everything goes a long way as well. So if you guys could do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. So let's talk about that Illinois win over Wisconsin. They get the big 34 to 10 win. And to some people, to a lot of people, this is a upset because Wisconsin is still a very good football team that came in two and two. Illinois came in at three and one who should have been 4-0 coming in, but that lost Indiana does haunt them and haunts the fans. And they come into a hostile environment in Wisconsin, and this is a game that people only had circled because of Coach Bielema. This is a game that you had circled because it's his first time coming home, in a sense, um, being a head coach there for a long time, winning lots of games. I think he's the second most winningest head coach in Wisconsin history um, behind Barry Alves. And so this was going to be a lot of emotions for him. But I said the keys coming into this game was Illinois stopping the Wisconsin run. And if you let Mertz get hot, their quarterback for Wisconsin, you allow him to get hot and they have a run game, it's going to be a very long day. And you probably have to have Mertz beat you through the air, but you have to – just let it happen. If, if he completes some passes, but you're controlling the run, that's okay. And at the beginning of the game, it seemed like Wisconsin started off, was going to just continue to do what they did last year. You know, nickel and dime, chip here, chip there, and score. They had that, you know, couple conversions early in the game, and then they had the big touchdown pass to the running back, and then Illinois comes out and goes three and out. Or I don't know necessarily it was three and out, but they came out, didn't score, and Wisconsin got the ball back, came down the field and, and scored, you know. So just, you know, in, in the second quarter. But, you know, it was a little back and forth there, but it just felt like Wisconsin, there was a point where they felt like they could have, you know, done some damage. But Illinois' defense came into this, and I'm not putting words into Coach Walter's mouth or anything like that. They came in saying, we're okay giving up certain downs, as long as they don't score, we're going to be fine. And that's the name of the game now in college football. And then they fell. Let's give up the yards, but we're not going to give up the points. The bend, don't break type of thing that everybody's taken that approach. Now, I'm not saying every defensive coordinator is okay giving up all these points or all these yards. Excuse me. They don't want to give up all those yards. It was up to them. They'd be like, we're only going to give up 100 yards this game. And we're going to give up zero points. But it's just not realistic. You know, you have to feel out a team because Wisconsin came out throwing early. They were play action. They were they were throwing little short passes. Um, Illinois' defensive line played phenomenal. They had pressure up the middle that clogged it up, two-gapping, um, and that 3-4 look, and they'd hop into their 4-2-5 look. And their defensive line did a very good job of getting hands-on. They were really good at getting pressure on Mertz when they needed to. And they were very good at tackling up front. And that, that, that's a big, big key. When your front defensive linemen and your front linebackers that you send on a 3-4, when they are able to clog up the middle, get any type of pressure, uh, any type of pressure, that is going to make a big difference in the game, rushing any type of passes. Uh, Mertz had that interception early on, and, and that really, when they were backed up, that interception for Illinois really put them in good field goal range. And... When when Wisconsin scored early on, like I said, it felt like Wisconsin was going to start to do that nickel and dime, get seven points here or maybe a field goal here. And that's what it felt like. But it also felt like the defense was right there. Last year when this was happening, you know, there were a couple plays here and there, but you just felt Wisconsin slowly, you could feel them taking over. You know, like you could just feel it. You could feel the momentum in there when they came to the University of Illinois. This time around, you felt, okay, 
that you could, if you rewatch the game, you could see that the defense for Illinois is really feeling out what Wisconsin's trying to do. They know they have to stop the run. They're going to be okay giving up certain passes. They were really feeling that out, and you just felt like the defense was different. The secondary was flying all over. The defensive line, like I said, they really got hands on. The offensive lineman got extension. They drove back Wisconsin's offensive line, and it's hard to say that about a Wisconsin team. When you think about Wisconsin, and especially Coach Bielema days, that wasn't the case. And the defensive line for Illinois has played well the past couple of games. And this one, they really, if you can push back Wisconsin's offensive line, if you're commanding a double team and you can control that and create a pile to allow your linebackers to make a play or your defensive end to fly in and make a play, that's that's amazing. And that is what Illinois' defense did. Uh, the linebackers were very physical. Their corners and safeties were very physical. They came up and tackled. Uh, they were physical with them off the line. That first quarter really was feeling out Wisconsin and what they were trying to do and really see how they could attack them. And Coach Walters, if you watch him on the sideline, now all coaches, they get intense, they'll get after it, but there's a lot of times where he does that. There's a lot of times where he is calm. He's he's reading it. He's really still – you have a game plan coming in, but when he sees that, he's still adjusting. He still is game planning into that moment. And that's what he did there. It just kind of felt like to me watching it from the outside perspective, looking in, not being in the meeting room, is that that's what they were doing. They knew they could run the ball. That's what they're known on. But if they could control the line of scrimmage and make sure that doesn't happen, that really puts Mertz in a bind of now they got to rely on a pass game that they necessarily don't want to do. They can do it, but that, that's not really what they want to do. And it just seemed like Wisconsin was starting to do that because, oh, they think we're going to run the ball. We're going to do this. Wisconsin, you're built on running the football, and that's what teams know you for. So that's what Illinois wanted to take away. And they forced, you know, Mertz to have the two interceptions. Um, and then they did cause a fumble later on. Um, but one of the amazing stat lines that you're going to hear, um, let's just go through Wisconsin stats. They had 208 total yards, 208 total yards, 206 through the air, two rushing yards, two. Now that's from getting any type of sack, um, you know, any getting hit behind the backfield a couple of times. But Wisconsin tried to run the ball 24 times. They like to run the football. They got two yards, two. They threw the ball 33 times. They were 17 of 33. They averaged 6.2 yards per completion, two interceptions, and one touchdown. And they had three turnovers. They had two interceptions and the fumble. And then Wisconsin also had 10 penalties for 78 yards. But I want to repeat that. Two rushing yards. Who can say they have held a Wisconsin team to two rushing yards? This defense for Illinois has been lights out insane. Coach Walters and Coach Bielma have dialed up a great, phenomenal defense and to do that to a Wisconsin team is is unheard of. I don't know if that's ever happened. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever happen again. But it's crazy. Illinois' defense right now is number one scoring defense. They're number three in total defense. And they're number three rush defense. And that's the nation's lowest opponent passer rating in the country. Um, they have 12 interceptions. 
or they're number 12 in interceptions and they're number 15 in sacks. So getting sacks on Mertz takes away some of those rush yards, but still two, two, it doesn't matter. Um, hitting the quarterback, um, it doesn't matter anything else like that to me when you're playing Wisconsin team and you only allow them to have two yards. Now you, that is insane. And that defense has played lights out coach Walters. They gave him an extension last year. We're going to have to really dig into some boosters pockets in order to keep him because this is a hot commodity. If they keep going like this the rest of the way, it's going to be hard to keep him because another school is going to try to take him, but we're not going to worry too much about that. The defense was absolutely lights out. And then on the flip side, the offense, you know, had to feel out Wisconsin. Um, you know, there's a couple of drives there that stalled at the beginning. They got down near the red zone. It was a fourth down. They threw the ball up, got a pass interference, so they had another chance at it. Um, what was crazy was um, they were holding on to Chase Brown for a little bit, but you're going to hold him down so long. Um, he had 25 carries, 129 yards, and a rushing touchdown. He had that big 49-yard run later on in the game where the offensive line the offensive line was really feeling out Wisconsin's defensive line, who was playing well at the beginning, but then just slowly Illinois just started to really wear them down. Um, DeVito was 18 of 24, 167 yards, um, but he ran in the ball three times. He had three rushing touchdowns. He had that quarterback sneak at the red zone and had other ones later on. And this is what I'm talking about. And when you watch DeVito during this game, there was time the pocket broke down. He can escape, but he can move around in the pocket and still throw a ball on the run and be accurate. And I said this, you know, before the season, this is something that Illinois was missing last year. Now, I know that the receivers were young last year. We're still figuring all that out. Who are they going to throw to? Who's going to be the guy? Right now, Illinois is doing just fine without having, quote, unquote, the guy. Because last game against Chattanooga, the wide receivers really started to get more open. And this one, the very same thing. Hightower had 59 yards receiving. Pat Bryant had 51. Isaiah Williams had 31. Um, Marchese had 20. And then if you have a 129-yard rusher, and then Tommy DeVito can go out there and get you some rushing touchdowns. Like, these are the things, and if your defense is doing what it needs to do, you have all this trust in them. These are, this is the formula for Illinois to win. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be always flashy. Um, these wide receivers have to start getting some confidence because they have a tough game next week in Iowa, and it just continues to get tougher. Let's play Minnesota later on and, you know, a couple other Big Ten schools and Michigan State and Michigan. It's going to continue to get tough. But this was a game that, you know, Illinois could be 5-0 right now. They are three, they're four points away, technically, from being Indiana. They lost them by three. They're a player two away from winning that. They could be sitting at 5-0 right now. But being, being Wisconsin is huge for them to – looking towards getting to a bowl game because this was a game where I said, yeah, maybe they could beat Wisconsin. But people looking at this before the season would say, Wisconsin is not losing to Illinois. That's what they're all going to say. But having wide receivers get open, Hightower getting open, Bryant getting open, the chat, I'm telling you, confidence, confidence, confidence in this offense that continues to grow, that continues to get better. When they have a game like Chattanooga, I don't care. People people commented on my last one saying, oh, it was just Chattanooga, calm down. No, you're watching all these FCS schools beat these big-time Division ones and these smaller Division ones beating Power Fives. You got to take wins what you can get, and it's all about building the confidence and the trust with the quarterback, with the receivers, with the offensive line, who continues to grow and get better. Um, and this is exactly what you wanted to see. 
Um, Hightower, and then look at these big chunk plays. Hightower's longest catch was 35 yards. Pat Bryant's longest one was 22. Isaiah Williams had a 13-yard one. Uh, Michael Merchase, the, the one catcher for 20 yards was a 20-yard catch. So those big chunk plays in certain situations is what you want to see. And so um, to really hold Wisconsin, like Wisconsin, yeah, Mertz had negative 22 yards for being hit. That really ruins their average. But their, their running back, Chess Muselli, I'm going to say his name wrong, only had 16 yards. Isaiah Gorendo had 30 yards. You know, like these guys, they really held them. And Wisconsin just kind of abandoned the run game after a while. Um, they had 24 attempts, but seven were for Mertz, whether it was getting sacked, whether he was on the run. They just, just stuck to this pass game. And Illinois said, cool, you're going to pass it on us? And you're not going to run it? Cool. But the offense is starting to really open up. It's really starting to find a groove. It's a brand new offense. It's not the same offense that we ran last year. You have new pieces put in. It's a new offense. And they're really starting to to click. And when you get click, get confident. You have a quarterback that can move, actually throw the ball, and complete the ball. And obviously you have Chase Brown, who to me, if Illinois continues on this, is a Heisman he might, he could win the Heisman. I don't know if he will, but he's gonna have to be a Heisman finalist, in my opinion. And I said this: if the wide receivers can continue to do this, and Tommy DeVito can really start to grasp the offense, Illinois is gonna be a pain that you don't want to play. They're gonna be the thorn that you just don't want to play. And it's slowly starting to happen before our eyes. And one cool thing is that Chase Brown tweeted. He said, "This is no upset. This is another win. We're on to the next one." And that is just um, a compliment into what Coach Bielma has brought into this Illinois program, a program that needed wins, a program that needed, you know, culture put in. No offense to the old regime, but they needed a college culture brought in, and no one, he's he's proven he can do this. Coach Bielma's going to be a hot commodity. We're talking about Coach Walters. He's going to be a hot commodity. Hopefully, Illinois can keep these guys. I think Brett Bielma would want to stay, and this was just great for him, and he's already on to the next one. He wants to pack Iowa. He wants to be packed for that game, and so it's a great time to be an Illinois fan right now from the basketball seasons now on to this one as long as they continue it because it does not get any easier next week. Um, playing Iowa on the 8th at home. That's going to be a night game. That's going to be a big-time game where another one for Coach Bielen because he played football at the University of Iowa. Then you have to have Minnesota, uh, Nebraska, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan, Northwestern. There is plenty of wins there for them for the bowl game. Um, They're not getting too ahead of themselves. They said, this is not an upset. We're moving on to Iowa. So just that mindset that they know where they are as a program, not looking too high because last year when they would win, got a little bit high, got a little low. Even in the Coach Lovey Smith era, that's kind of what would happen. And so it's going to be really interesting to see the type of um, path they take in this culture building that um, that where they move on and play these next couple of guys um so it's been it was a really fun game um to watch even to go back and re-watch it was really fun to really see them battle compete um with wisconsin and again two rushing yards that's that's amazing um so that was the keys to that one we'll have a different one about keys to iowa but after illinois did beat wisconsin um on sunday um afternoon evening i would say evening more evening um, they came out and, uh, Wisconsin, 
Um, it was reported that they fired Coach Paul um, Christ, Christ, I'm going to say Christ, and they fired him. And it was a little bit of a shocker to me. Um, just because I know Wisconsin was two and three, they're not where they want to be at. Um, I know last year was not the best for them that they they kind of wanted to forget that. Um, you know, looking at their rec- their their time last year um, in twenty twenty one, going nine and four, which to me is a good year. They um, let's talk about last year, and then we'll get into firing this year. Um, I know last year was not the best for them. They lost to Penn State at the beginning of the year in a close one, beat Eastern Michigan, and then they lost big to Notre Dame, and then they lost big to Michigan. Then they got on a run, beating Illinois, beating Army, beating Purdue, beating Iowa, beating Rutgers, beating Northwestern, beating Nebraska, then they lose to Minnesota, then they beat um, Arizona State in a bowl game. So they ended up going 9-4, 6-3 in conference. Now, I know Michigan ha- or Wisconsin has high standards, you know, mainly put up there by Barry Alvarez and Brent Bielema. Um, and the COVID year, they went 4-3. and three. So, I mean, there's just – and we'll go through his whole records as his time at Wisconsin because he's had a good run. He had a good run there. Um, I think they're just so used to saying we're going to win Big Ten championships. We're going to get to a big-time bowl game. Uh, I, so they fire him, and they are going to pay him $16.4 million. And so before I really dive into what I think about the firing, um, he is now the fifth Power 5 school to be fired. There is combined over $60 million payouts this year. Um, Coach um, Christ from Wisconsin is getting paid $16.4 million to leave. Nebraska is paying Scott Frost $15 million to leave. Georgia Tech is paying um, Coach Collins $11.37 million to leave. Colorado fired their coach today. Also, um, Coach Dorrell, they're paying him $8.7 million to leave. And then when Arizona State fired Herm Edwards, they're paying him $9.4 million. So whoever does these college football, these agents for these college football coaches, we all need to get on that boat because to get paid all that money to leave, um, um, well, it's, it's just crazy that, that that's what they're getting paid to leave. Um, that's just absolutely crazy. Um, but we're going to talk about the firing of Coach Paul Christ. Um, he was the offensive coordinator for Coach Bielma for years at Wisconsin, and then um, he ended up going on to be the head coach at Pitt later on when Coach Bielma left, and then when the Wisconsin job opened up. Um, later on, he became the head coach there in 2015. Um, at his time at Wisconsin, he was 67 and 26. Um, and to me, that's a good record. 67 and 26, eight years, I guess almost eight and a half years at Wisconsin. Um, his time at Wisconsin, he is six and one in bowl games. He's won a Holiday Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Pine Stripe, Pine Stripe Bowl. He went to a Rose Bowl in 2019, and they lost. Um, Duke's Mayo Bowl, they won that one during the COVID year. Then they won the Las Vegas Bowl last year. Um, again, 67-26. and 26. During his time at Wisconsin, I'm going to go down his records. He was the head coach there in 2015. He went 10-3, 11-3, 13-1, 8-5, 10-4, 10-6, 10-7, 10-8, 10-9, 10-10, 10-11, 10-12, 10-13, 10-14, 10-15, 10-16, 10-17, 10-18, 10-19, 10-20, 
they're going to have their defensive coordinator uh, become the interim head coach. And I love the win for Illinois over Wisconsin. And there's some coaches I never want to be fi- them to be fired. But when you look at situations like a Scott Frost situation, you you you, you talk about when is the firing going to happen, not if it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. And you've seen this with Nebraska, where they fire Bo Pliny, who has similar type of thing going on here, like Coach Christ did at Wisconsin. They fire him, and then they get a new coach for two years or so, and then they get Scott Frost, and things have not been the best. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I'm wondering if that's the same thing that's about to happen to Wisconsin. Now, they want to win national championships. They want to beat Ohio State. They want to... Um, win the Big Ten. They want to go to all this stuff. Coach Bielma had set that precedent too, as well as um, Coach Barry Alvarez, who was there for for many many years, long time. Uh, he became the head coach there in 1990, and then Coach Bielma took over in 2006. Now maybe Coach Bielma had too much set president there. So for Coach Bielma in 2006, started being the head coach of Wisconsin. He went 12-1, and 9-4, and 7-6, 10-3, 11-2, 11-3, then 8-5. and five. Coach Bielma's time at Wisconsin, he was 68-24. and 24. Um, He left because there was, you know, different things. And when, I don't want to put words in people's mouths. We reported about money and hiring coaches. Barry Alvarez was the athletic director. He was kind of, you know, over Coach Bielma's head there. And then when Coach Bielma left, Coach Barry Alvarez has coached a couple bowl games, being athletic director and just stepping in and coaching. So that that part's a little tough. Um, but had set that president, Coach Bielma won a Capital One Bowl. Um, he won the Champ Sports Bowl. He went to a Rose Bowl for a couple of times. Um, he's won a Big Ten championship. And so, like, had these really good runs. But even if you look at Coach Bielma's time, they didn't win national championships. Um, I don't know, you know, looking at Coach Bal- Coach Bal- um, Alvarez's record either. So those are the type of things where they just win a lot of games. They'll get some big championships here and there. Um, they'll get to some big-time bowl games. Um, the last time Wisconsin won a Big Ten championship uh, was in 2011 and 12. Um, those were back, you know, way back in the day. And so um, you're just, you know, and I'm kind of going all over the place here, but this is similar to what you see in certain programs. They all want to win the national championship. Um, Wisconsin has not won a national championship since 1942. So even Alvarez didn't win a national championship. And so I'm looking at this, you know, this right here. And a guy that's gone 67 and 26 you decide to get rid of them is because you're two and three right now. I mean, you were nine and four last year after a four and three time during COVID. You went on a big run last year, and looking at we're looking at Wisconsin's schedule. It's not like you know you're losing to. I mean, maybe they were that mad because of Illinois, Illinois from the past. Thinking about it from the past, and that's that's what made them mad. I mean, you beat Illinois State. Now they maybe should have beat Washington State, but Washington State because of Mike Leach getting that program back built up. Um, maybe that's what kind of drew that. Then you beat New Mexico State. Then you lose to Ohio State, who was on a mission for the college football playoff. They have fast receivers. Just look way faster than Wisconsin. 
then you lose to Illinois. Like, they could have gone on a run. You have Northwestern, Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. They could have made another run, and they maybe could have ended the season on, no offense to any of those teams, it is quite possible they could have ended on a win streak of winning every single game. Every single game. And end up going 10-3. and three. Or they can go 9-4 and four again, which is a very good record that a lot of teams want. So to me, I necessarily don't agree with this firing of Wisconsin firing coach um, Paul Christ or Christ. I apologize if I keep saying his name wrong, but I don't think they should have fired him. Because remember, the grass is always going on their side. Now, their defensive coordinator is a great defensive coordinator. Um, I think he'll be okay. But now you're paying a guy $16 million to leave who has won games, who could turn it around. Um, I do think that Wisconsin, when you talk about offenses evolving, and Wisconsin's always been that I formation. They still get in shotgun and run some things. Um, Coach Bielma type days, but Coach Bielma was more I formation under center, pound the ball, pound the ball. But he has made adjustments to getting into a shotgun-looking type offense but still wants to run the ball, still wants to find you know the pro-style type stuff put into a shotgun or a pistol. And I think Wisconsin has never really adapted to that. But honestly, if you recruit the right players, you don't have to adapt to that. One thing I think they could have done better the past couple of years was look at the guys they had. They could still go high formation and run the football, but they could still get into sh- – I may try to do what Illinois does. And so I know some people think they're too old school, but then they say, look at Iowa. They always do it and they win. But look at Iowa this year. They can't score points. I know there's teams out there like North Dakota State that still go under eye formation and do all that stuff. But when you look at certain teams that have adapted and they start to to change what they're doing and evolve what they used to do into to new new age stuff like Alabama. Alabama was the same way. Look how they've adjusted. Um, coach Neil Babers was a up-tempo, snap the ball every 10 seconds coach. This year he adapted where they could slow it down a little bit and they're undefeated. Iowa hasn't adapted their offense and they are having a hard time scoring. Michigan was like that. Now they've kind of adapted where they could go that spread type of stuff, but still do pro-style type run stuff. And you can go on and on and on. And I'm not saying they have to go air raid. I'm not saying they go full spread. But I think if you don't have those same big Haas players to always run I-formation, run I-formation, you have to adapt that. I think you could have done that. Um, but that's just for me not watching every single Wisconsin game from the outside looking in. And I think this firing was premature. Now, if they were 0-5 right now, maybe, um, or 0-6, maybe, whatever it would be, maybe. But looking at all the wins he has, like the grass isn't always going to be green on their side. They should have looked at Nebraska. Grass isn't always green on the other side. So I don't agree with the firing of him. Um, people have already put out there, Coach Bielma did this, but he and Coach Bielma get along. That was his offensive coordinator. So I just don't agree with the firing of him from Wisconsin. So I was going to be curious to see how Wisconsin goes from here on out. Um, without their head coach, it's going to be tough, but I don't agree with the firing. But it happened. Um, he'll find another job, but you're paying him $16 million to leave. That is crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but that wraps up this episode. Illinois gets the big win over Wisconsin. Then Coach Paul Christ gets fired, and um, you know, hopefully he'll find a new job, which he will. Just see what capacity. Maybe he'll go to Nebraska. Who knows? Um, but that wraps up, wraps up this episode. Like and subscribe to YouTube channel. Follow and rate on Apple and iTunes. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Um, check out all the other episodes. Um, Thanks, guys, again for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve, and we will see you next time.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.